Mark and Paul checking in. Weird Wednesday, middle of the week. Let's kick it right off today with crap Mark remembers. Devil Went Down to Georgia came out 1979. Great big song, career maker for Charlie Daniels. Not that he wasn't doing okay before, but uh, really stood, uh, stood him out from some of the other country artists because that song got played on the AC side, which was not a common thing, but tune in Casey's Top 40, American Top 40, you'd hear that. And uh, sold 2 million copies of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. And, of course, there's two versions. There's one that says Son of a Gun and the other one. And when we first started on the air here, we were playing the other one. But we got a couple calls, so we changed to the to the clean language one. After everybody went digital, the song sold another 2 million copies. And about the time Jerry Reed was getting on a heater, having a little success on country radio in the early 80s, he just flat ripped off Devil Went Down to Georgia. Here's a little bit of The Man with the Golden Thumb. But, uh, no, see that? That's Jer- that's just, that's Jerry Reed. He, Jerry Reed would just, he didn't even know how a song, he'd just start playing and singing. I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. Son. <laughs> I rode into a donut shop one day. <laughs> Had me a jelly to go. Went up to the Himalayas, <laughs> ran me into some snow. <laughs> you know that he would just do that, Mark. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Listen to him. He didn't know when to sing or when to talk. See? I bet I could find, if I looked hard enough. I can't remember whose show he was on, but I, I bet I could find the interview because you know Jerry Reed had a farm. But Jerry Reed farmed like Mark Wilson. <laughs> And he explained to the interviewer, uh, I don't do my own work on the farm because a finger is a precious little thing and I make my living with my fingers. <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, I know you know this because you know a lot. More, folks, you think you know a lot about your own body? Mark knows no more about Jerry Reed than you know about your own body. One of my did, favorites. Who did, who did he pick for? Somebody famous he played guitar for? Uh, the beginning of uh, Elvis's cut of Guitar Man. Oh, yeah, that's that's where it was. Because Elvis was going to play the song, but in the studio that day, Elvis's guitar player couldn't play it. So they called Jerry Reed. So on the hit, Elvis's Guitar Man, that's Jerry Reed. See? <laughs> Son. You ought, to, you ought to see him. You, you ought to see him, folks. He... He got that expression on his face like I get when it's starting to rain really heavy. <laughs> we all have our thing. <laughs> Sit down there. I'm going to tell you a story, son. <laughs> I'll bet your dad was a Jerry Reed fan. Oh. 100%. Oh, I can tell. Well, so much alike. Oh, yeah. You know. And only saw him once. He played, uh, he played Missoula when I lived there. Saw him at the uh, Sentinel High School gym. They got concerts at the time, so I need a gritty dirt band there. You only saw Jerry Reed once? Mm-hmm. Now, that surprises me. I didn't have crazy, foolish, go-to-any-concert-I-wanted money in those days. No, but, you know, he's the kind of guy that does uh, Sims. <laughs> I don't think Jerry Reed ever played Sims. You know? <laughs> I have to look to see Bullier. if you're... <laughs> 
Uh, you know, and that we're that going was, on the Montana tour. Yeah, that was right up your alley. I'll, I'll see you at the uh, at the exit at Tura. Open the back of his van, and he's got his amp there, and he just sit down, son. I'm going to sing you a song. I'd be interested to know the dollars they got back in the early '80s, because Mark, you're right. You're the only one. <laughs> That would be interested in how many dollars, Jerry, did any of you folks wake up this morning thinking, you know, I'm really interested in how many dollars Jerry Reed got back in the 80s. This is the difference. I'll tell you what I got on my list today. Okay. I got uh, our dog house parade, the wine and food festival. Um, I've got down Amazon's hiring. I've got down the, the California election. I got some COVID stuff today. Mark's, Mark's got, I wonder how much Jerry Reed made back in the early 80s during his concerts. I'm getting coffee. <laughs> Different strokes, right? Got another... Gun to give away at 810, another co-word for the flyaway, and I think we're done with that in the next day or two, if I recall what Johnny told me. But for those of you that are playing, somebody going to win $500 along with airline tickets from Billings to Napa Valley, put up at a hotel, and then get your uh, all-access passes for Live in the Vineyard with Zach Brown, Old Dominion, Darius Rucker, many more. Oh, this is your last day. Today's the last day. So we do one at 820, Johnny does one at 1120, and two more after that. I know we don't announce school lunch menus anymore, but this is this is a big one. If you uh, if you go to school at Billing Senior, the 501 Grand Avenue location of Little Caesars is temporarily closed. Can't get help. Now hiring all positions. Anyone interested in full or part time, please pick up an application at 2202 Central Avenue. Ask for a manager and interview on the spot. Now, this is a little bit tougher job application process than a lot of places in town because a lot of places in town just go online. You don't actually have to talk to somebody. They don't try and judge your character and see if you're a good person. If you can run a computer and fill out the application, you can get a job. But Little Caesars on Grand, temporarily closed, and you're seeing a lot of that. Well, and it should be easy for them. First of all, first of all, with our with our senior class, uh, with our current level of only 30% of them are able to get a score high enough on the ACT test to get into college, mm-hmm. Little Caesars is a good spot for you because everything is in increments of five. That's a good point. So the math is easier. Uh, even though the machines, a lot of the cash registers and stuff will do it for you, everything is in increments of five. So if somebody comes in and hands you a 20 and they buy two $5 pizzas, how much change will that person get back? If now, if, if kids... If you don't know, just punch it into the register, and the register will tell you. If kids can answer that correctly, they may be eligible to get into one of our state colleges and universities. Folks, that is one of the, that is one of the things that, that is under my skin the most. Because uh, I am for, all- for what we pay, and they keep coming back and asking for more and more and more. It's it's not we're we're not getting the we're not getting what we're paying for with our tax dollar. Look, I am I am all about education, and you folks may not think so, uh, but you don't know me well enough. Then, um, I was adamant about getting my kids through college, uh, having them do their work, uh, 
not giving up. John's my toughest battle, but John's going to make it. So, um, well, and I've, I've actually, I've actually bragged on you. Say whatever you want about Paul Mushaven. Paul's a, Paul's a great parent. Well, and giving those kids every opportunity. You paid for college, bought them a house, give them a pickup. They don't have to work. You give them every advantage to be successful in life, and that's a great parent. And, and there was a part of the bargain. Yeah, they had to they had to conduct themselves like a responsible adult. Mm-hmm. They had to stay on the straight path, mm-hmm. and uh, as long as they did that. I would support them. Yep. As soon as they started making their own irresponsible decisions. Mallory. Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I got I to tell you something. Mark never, knows. I, I never told you. I knew before you knew because I saw the pictures on Facebook because you were you were still vehemently fighting Facebook. You didn't want to be on it. Mm. And our company hadn't progressed to where they made us get on it and be part of the show and everything. And Paul told me. Mallory wasn't coming home for, was it Christmas or spring uh-huh. break? Yeah. And I see pictures of Mallory on the beach. I'm like, I'm not telling him. <laughs> well, I found out. I found out. I found out. It's like the puppy story. Uh-huh. You know? And, uh, and you know, look, everybody parents their own way. Mm-hmm. And, and any, way, any way, folks, that you raise your child and you choose to raise your child is a good way if they turn out eventually to be a productive citizen a contributor to society that's a good way but there's, there's no there's no one way to do it you're because, exactly right because every kid's different every kid's different as long as they turn out decent that's a good way that's a good way um i had to do things my way like with the puppy and other things like that and it worked out some folks do it their way but it's full time and you can't give up on them and you you can't uh you can't pander them so much to where uh, you're tr- you're trying to have them be your your best friend, your BFF, because that's not your job as a parent, and it's tough. You got to make hard decisions. It's tough for parents to to make those kind of decisions that they know their kids aren't going to like, because you want to be your kid's best friend, but you just have to. It's just one of those things, and uh, like the old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't even know if you can say that now. No, probably. But uh, there's more than one way. And uh, if you do it, your kids turn out to be good, contributing, caring individuals, then you've succeeded no matter how you've done it. So, um, but the education, by the way, speaking of education, I got, I got a couple questions. For these milk toast TV news organizations, that whenever they talk to somebody like our superintendent of schools, they they give him an open mic, and they let him just feed you uh, his propaganda. It's his, a, it's a positive PR piece for these people, right? They they don't they don't want to ruffle any feathers or ask some important questions. And uh, I've got a couple important questions for Superintendent Greg Upham. I've always. Uh, we have an open microphone here. Should he ever want to come in, uh, he knows that uh, because there's so many people that listen. That I'm sure they've been back to him uh, of more than one time about it. But these milk toast TV news organizations that we have here now in town never ask him the tough questions, and I have a couple questions I would like to ask him currently. 
Number one, can you give me a detailed list of where all of the $46 million in COVID money went and how much of that went in to the, for the safety of the children in the classrooms to prevent COVID from spreading? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number one. Here's my second question. And I've asked this before, and I've never got an answer from it. And this goes with the recommendations to Superintendent Upham and our school board's recommendations and John Felton, our county health director's uh, uh, recommendations on how to prevent the spread of COVID in our school systems. And as you know, the big thing was masks masks will do it that will help do it and alleviate the problem and the superintendent did his little thing on uh, youtube and has his video there and we're taking every we are taking every precaution necessary to keep your child safe everyone necessary we're listening to the doctors the recommendations we are going to do whatever they can we can do to keep them safe so here's my question then why do you let why do you let 5,000 high schoolers leave campus for lunch every day go out for an hour take their masks off group up in all the restaurants and all the tables and get in cars where their kids take their masks off infect each other have yourself a nice afternoon, then come back to school and put your mask on and expect that to stop everything. And then at three o'clock in the afternoon, turn your schools out, let 5,000 kids out of high school again, go on with their normal lives, go to the video game stores, uh, go to work, go do this, go do that, mingle with their friends, participate in this and this, all outside in society without masks, the other 16 hours a day outside of school, and then bring them back into their facility and thinking that masks are going to work. Exactly right. How How is your lunch policy going to prevent the spread of covid how is it because all that stuff you're doing even if you're disinfecting classrooms wearing masks hand sanitizer all over the place you 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 can't just you can't just avoid covid part-time no well while you're here you're going to be masked then we're going to turn you loose for an hour you go out at noon do all kinds of stuff go anywhere you want to go have lunch do whatever you want. Then come back when you come back into school. Then you got to put your mask back on. How is that sane medical advice if we're trying to stop a pandemic? I wonder what the CEO of the Billings Clinic would say about that. How come he hasn't commented on letting 5,000 kids leave at lunchtime and go do anything they want to do in a social setting anywhere in town at any restaurant in the parking lot anywhere they want to go and then come back to school Mm -hmm. i wonder what he would say about that those are questions that should be asked 
and they'll never ask them. Never. That's not medical uh, sensibility at all. So, you know, but it is what it is. It is what it is. That's why it's up to individuals. It's up to parents to take care of their children and make their medical decisions. And should be. Yeah, that's why. You Because a school can't police all that. Yesterday, we had about a, oh, I don't know, we had about a, a dozen businesses all call up and try to get the jump on getting some tables for our doghouse parade banquet and event coming up mm-hmm. October 30th at the Pavilion. It's going to be great. We uh, hope to have a decision by the end of the week on the uh, the big gourmet feed we're going to have. I mean, we're going to have china and glasses. Ladies, go out and get yourself a nice dress. Let's make this really cool looking, top notch. Um, I'm working on uh, with some uh, people that have worked with us before to get some auctioneers, uh, that kind of thing. We have some volunteers we're, we're lining up. Maybe if we could get a, a high school cheerleading team or something like that or uh, somebody to help us out to seat people at tables, sell some raffle tickets, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it would fulfill, by the way, it would fulfill their need for their uh, community volunteer requirement that they have at schools. Right. Uh, and it'd be a fun event anyway. And uh, we're trying to line up some nice prizes uh, for the auction and some things to do. Social hour starts at five, and you know what the social hour is? That's right up, Mark Sally. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in charge of that. Social hour. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Good to see you. How you been? Drinks and orders, and uh, we're gonna seat people, and then at six, we're gonna start the dinner, and then hopefully everybody uh, will have eaten and be wrapping up the meal by seven, and we can get the auction underway and get everybody out of there, and and a pretty good. Uh, time that evening should be a great fun event raise money for the yellowstone valley animal shelter and we price these things folks to where uh you folks can go it's just like a night out at ribbon shop or the roadhouse or or jake's or anywhere you want to go it's just like that for two of you if you go out and just like those places if it's your birthday let me know me and paul will sing you a little birthday song happy happy birthday That's right. on your special day we can get everybody to come to your table it's $50 a ticket. That's all it is. If you want a table of six, uh, because we're saving you the whole table, it's $350. You can put up to eight at the table if you want, but you're going to be crowded, but you make that decision. Right. We're recommending six at a table because we have china and glassware, and we have people that want tables of eight. Fine. If you folks want to squeeze together and put eight, you can put eight there. If you want a table of eight, it's four fifty. If you want a table of six, it's only three hundred fifty dollars. It's tax deductible. It's going to be an awesome night, a grand event. You, you've never seen anything like this before. Nobody's ever done custom, unique, beautifully made dog houses like we're going to have here. Right. And everybody would love to have one in their backyard. It'll be the showpiece of the neighborhood. So you can call us if you want and get a table. You can email us if you want. We don't have, uh, I don't think we have our, our ticket thing up yet and running on the website and all that. Uh, I talked to Johnny about it yesterday. We're going to do it as soon as we can. And then everybody else can uh, can 
get their individual tickets or maybe you just have four people or maybe you would just have two. It doesn't matter. We'll make sure that you get in there. But here's the thing. You want to you see what a great deal this is? I saw a thing today in that was advertised for the 2021 Wine and Food Festival okay. at the Montana Pavilion. Their ticket prices, their ticket prices, Mark, are $125 per person or $2,000 a table. Wow. They're using the same tables we are. <laughs> Our tables are $350, $450 if you want eight. Their tables are $2,000. We're going to have a huge gourmet gala feed like you've never seen before. We're going to have alcohol, drinks, hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. We always try to do this to make it more affordable for people because Mark and I uh, believe the more people, the better. The more people that are there, the better. The more money you make, the more people buy raffle tickets. Well, and also, too, we're not pricing people out of it. There's people that just want to come watch. They're, they're not looking for a doghouse or anything else. They're right. just coming to watch. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to get together with, with uh, the good folks up there at Metra a couple weeks before. And when we set up the banquet area with the tables and the doghouses, we're also going to, um, I'm going to have them put up some bleachers. The bleacher setup cost us a little more money, but I'm going to have them put up some bleachers in the back so people can sit up high in the bleachers for the auction. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we're going to open the doors to the public to come in uh, when we're wrapping up dinner, and you can come in, even if you didn't want to go to the banquet, you can watch the auction and you can bid on the doghouse. There you go. Because we're going to have a public viewing all day Saturday for everybody to come in, and we need you to come in and look at the doghouses anyway. It will be free you can go and look at all the beautiful dog houses, bring your kids. They're going to love it. And we want you to vote on the best of show, uh, most unique, uh, the better luck next year award, stuff like that. So um, and Mark and I will be hosting the banquet and uh, we'll try to keep it fun and funny because, you know, we had a consultant tell us one time everybody wants fun and funny. Uh, so we'll try to keep it fun and funny, but. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be unique, unlike anything that this city has ever seen before. It's going to be a different a different kind of banquet, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's a fun evening out. It's a night before Halloween. Hell, wear a costume. I don't care. Right. Do whatever you want. Ladies, you can put on the Ritz that night if you want. Um, we'll have people seat you. Uh, we'll have the tables uh, nicely linened and uh, stuff like that. So it's going to be, it's not going to be a holiday in event with the big, with the big, long school cafeteria square tables with nothing on it, with, with half of the formica chiseled out with pen marks in there. It said Wilson did Gerbowski and has a heart around it. Wilson a, wanted to. Yeah, with an arrow. And, you know, none of that. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. None of that kind of crap. That ain't going to fly here. So uh, get a hold of us, and uh, we'll get you a table and reserve that whole table for it. It's, it's a hell of a deal, actually. It uh, It is. Uh, because we know, I already know what the meal is going to uh, look like. We're we're getting a couple bids. 
from a couple different places, and uh, I hate I hate to break people's hearts by not uh, by not picking one over the other. I wish we could pick all of them, but uh, the thing about it is, is you know, we're doing a charitable event. We're trying to get the most value and the best product for our dollar, mm-hmm. so we can raise money for charity. Right. Um, so I hope they understand that there's no animosity or anything towards i'm i'm so grateful that the people are coming forward uh putting in a bid for this kind of stuff so all that government money they passed down around the country moved people out of poverty they paid them so much they moved them out of the poverty i would beg to differ with that how many of those people just put that in their savings account and didn't go blow it stimulus payments moved 11 million people out of poverty um so they didn't have to work they didn't have to go to work they didn't have to further their education mm. they didn't have to get better job training they just waited and washington handed them checks that got them out of poverty and now with this new $3.5 trillion social economic package, it will break America. Um, folks, I, I mentioned yesterday, I want you to think about this. They're going to have a, this will be one of the largest tax increases. Well, it will be ever in the history of our country. And for instance, couples combined in the state of california for instance if you make four hundred thousand dollars california has to pay higher wages because their cost of living is higher right so if you're an accountant if your wife's an accountant and you are an engineer out there and combined you're making four hundred thousand dollars gross your tax rate is going to go up to 39.3 percent good lord the state of california state income tax rate is 13.3 percent um so there you're already at 53%. You add Social Security tax to that and the Medicare tax and all the other taxes that you pay in the state of California, if you live there or any other state, actually, you're at about 60%. You work in California, folks, With if this passes and you make that money, you're going to be giving 60% of all of your income to the government, and they will allow you only to keep 40% while millions of people coming across the border in California and get free health care, free education, free housing. They don't have to be vaccinated. All of that. But they vote Democratic. On the other hand, people from Cuba who are conservatives, we are using Coast Guard ships to block them from coming into the country because they vote conservatively. Can you imagine? Teach that to your kids in school. You think they teach that to kids in school? That the government's going to be taking 60%? If you go to school and you become an accomplished, young, productive citizen and you make a great wage, you are going to have to give 60% of all of your money to the government. By the way, that doesn't include property taxes. Right. Well, and that doesn't include all the other taxes you're paying on your cell phone and your power and all that. 60%? Do the kids know that? Do the government teachers in our school, remember that jerk up at senior, did he teach the kids 
about the government taking 60% of all the money, all the money you earn, 60%. 24 hours out of your 40-hour week, folks, you are going to work just to pay the government. 24 out of 40. You get 16 hours. Folks, you think you can, can you live on 16 hours of wages even when combined income is 400? No. That's $240,000 out of your paycheck. You keep 160. The government gets 240. They pass this. How could you be a Democrat? I mean, really. I understand why people were Democrats years ago. Mm-hmm. I understand it because we were so we were so close in our beliefs and our morals and our directions. There were very few differences. The only difference is, you know, pro-union versus non-union, uh, stuff like that. Very, very few differences. Now, it's gone. It's a wildfire out of control. That's why the border should have been on Northern California. And people, folks, are upset. People were upset about the election in California yesterday because they had to recall election for Gavin Newsom. Folks, that is the best thing ever to happen to us. That is a huge win for conservatives and Republicans all around the country is now we have kept Gavin Newsom into California (laughs) in a state that is already so far gone that he can't go anywhere else and do the kind of damage in the rest of the country that he has done in California. It's a win for us to keep him there. It's a win for us. When he runs again, I will back his campaign in California. (laughs) Send him a check. To keep him in the state of California. To keep him there. Median income, according to this article now, in the United States is $67,521. All right. It's down now from where it was during the Trump administration. And the Trump administration didn't pump nearly the government money into people's personal uh, bank accounts as this administration has. Right. He did one stimulus. Median income now, 67521 That's combined. That's household income. You know, that's mom and dad. 67,000. That's median. That means, you know what that means. If you look at it this way, it means that most working Americans are doing far better than that. Yeah. Because in order to get a median, you have to take the lower income too. And the lower income are the people who are being supported by the government and aren't working as much. So the working people of the country, if you're working now, you can make a good living doing anything. Amazon wants to hire 125,000 people starting at 18 to 2250 an hour with a $3,000 signing bonus and all benefits. Wow. That's 1000 bucks a week almost just in wages to start that's just starting 
starting. 50 grand? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Have two of you working? Your household income? 80 to 100 grand a year? Right. Starting off, that's awesome. Not in California, where it's so expensive to live, but that's okay. Gavin Newsom won, and he can stay there and keep ruining everything there uh, for those folks. Do not come up here. The border should be on the north. <laughs> and uh, and then Joe Biden did his big climate thing yesterday. And once again, these people don't ask him the kind of questions that need to be asked. And he avoids answering any questions. We are in code red net right now. And unless we pump millions of dollars, folks, billions of dollars into our government, we can't control the weather. So how do you change weather? Easy. You put billions in the government. That's how we've changed weather for so many centuries anyway. Government spending will change weather. Nobody asked him these questions. And with all of the money we're spending then, at what point, how many years will it take, since this is science and everybody agrees, how many years will it take to where we have no more serious floods, the hurricanes are no longer stronger, and the forest fighters are diminished to the point that we don't even worry about them anymore, and there are no temperature extremes. The deserts will be running cattle and have alfalfa in it. The North Pole will once again be solid. The penguins will all be doing it with each other up there. (laughs) The polar bears will have plenty to eat. When will we get to that point exactly after we spend all these trillions of dollars? Because if we change it, we know the change will occur, right? We have the power to change it. So when will the change happen? When will the Mississippi Delta ever never flood again, at least in the the way it's flooding now. When will New Orleans never have to worry about being underwater? When will the Everglades and the marsh regions of the country quit getting abundance of rain? When, how long, and how much government spending will it take to change all of those weather phenomena? Give us the answer because we're changing them now. And that is the answer of how we change the weather and the earth and our atmosphere is we spend on government and we elect Democrats. That will change the weather. I'd elected 50 Democrats this summer if I know I could have got some rain on my hay. <laughs> but that's what it takes, folks. Yeah. That's what they're telling you. So when? When will the change occur? When will it come back? We had no major hurricanes for 10 years in this country. 2005 to 15? None. So we were doing okay then. But then all of a sudden, bam, it changed. Well, I don't know. We must have cut our government spending during that time frame. Ask them those questions. When will the results be seen? Hmm? Will it take another one million years like it has in the past? Will Florida eventually break off and float out into the Pacific like the United States did? Who knows? But we know one thing. As long as we elect Democrats and we spend money on government things, we can control the climate, the weather, the planet, the temperatures, the rain, the flooding, the hurricanes, tornadoes, the fires, everything. 
So thank God we're going to do that now, right? <laughs> thank God we can expand government and bureaucracy and all these programs, give more money to the environmental agency, get more federal workers in there. Thank God, because I don't want a cold winter. That's going to do it. Give us the answer then. Jen or Jan, little red lying hood. I'd love to have her on this show. Oh, that'd be a pay-per-view event. Give us the answers then. Where's John Tester? John Tester supports all this stuff. Where's he at? Where's he at? When is Big Sandy going to have the kind of weather that everybody in Big Sandy wants? Because all we got to do is have John Tester vote yes on a climate change package. And then the folks up in Big Sandy, happy days are here again. Why, 60 bushel wheat, great weather in the winter and summer. From his Facebook page yesterday, free and fair elections are a cornerstone of our democracy. We must ensure that our elections are secure and that every eligible Montanan can make their voice heard at the ballot box. Proud to have worked with my colleagues to craft a bill that would do just that. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know anybody that hasn't been able to vote. How can it be a fair election if you don't know whether they're a citizen of the United States or not? Mr. Tester, how is that fair? How is it fair when a Supreme state Supreme Court or a governor can change election rules that the Constitution says that only state legislators can do. How is that fair, John Tester? The only fair thing he wants is a fair price at the pizza ranch. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Or maybe one of them foot-long horn dogs there at the fair. Go. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually 137 comments, many about voter ID. Mm-hmm. A secure election is one that requires the voters to show he is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we do that? You have It's the law. You have to be a citizen mm-hmm. of the United States to vote. You have to be. Mm-hmm. Folks, the Constitution to them is toilet paper. It's toilet paper. That's what I said. All, all the old-time Democrats, they, they all believed in the Constitution. They all believed in state rights and following the rules and laws. And, and they all believed in you have to be a citizen to get into the United States. And there were right ways to do it. They all believed that. I don't know how you could do that now. I don't know how you could be a part of that party now. But that's just the way it goes. That's the animal. That's the beast. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping we get a lot of Democrats at our uh, doghouse parade. I mean, it's right up your alley. It's a, it's a benefit for the Yellowstone Valley Animal Shelter. You know, they do work out there trying to house and shelter stray dogs, abandoned dogs and cats, animals that have been abused and left to die, and, but no fault of their own. Uh, they need money to operate. They need food. They got to keep the kennel and the animal shelter up and running. So, uh, I'm hoping we get a lot of them there. <clears throat> In my day, and from what I've seen from our foundation and our charity, these nasty Republican conservative people in America tend to be the most generous. Yeah. 
uh, tend to be the ones who give more of their time, more of their money. They're the ones that tend to be the most generous in giving and caring and uh, will part with their money. <clears throat> so um, hopefully we can get these tables sold and um, get some good dog houses out there for some folks. And In fact, I found an old picture last night. I was looking for some documents and uh, I found an old picture from 1980, this is about 87, 86. I was, I was taking a nap outside in the shade. Look at this. There's my dog. There's my dog, Zeke. Oh, he was a good dog. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he is a good dog. Sitting there laying on top of me. But uh, love dogs, love animals, all of them, always have. Mom wanted me to be a vet, or what? She wanted me to be a vet, a doctor, or a priest. Well, I knew the priest thing wasn't going to work out because when I was supposed to be at church, I was up at the bowling alley playing pinball, you know, and that made them mad when they found that out. All those weeks they thought I was going to church, I was playing pinball up at the bowling alley. I wasn't. I wasn't going to church, so. Um, doctor, too much school. Oh yeah. Uh, and I have greater appreciation for doctors now that I have a son that's one. Um, and, uh, a vet. Yeah. Too much school for me. Just not my cup of tea. But one thing about it, folks, when I graduated from school, if somebody came into the pizza shop and ordered two $5 pizzas and gave me a 20, I knew how much change to give them back without <laughs> using the cash register. So there were all the way back to that. Right. See how things come around and go around. Full circle. I've got another uh, homework assignment for you. Me? Yep. Well, I can't I can't do homework today, coach. I'm, I'm playing golf. Well, it's, it doesn't have to be done today. <laughs> okay. It doesn't have to be done today. But uh, I want you to see if uh, Peggy and I um, can't remember his name now are still out at Western Awards. Dick. Dick and Peggy, they are. Dick and Peggy, I are they? That, I got a uh, – <laughs> I don't want to tell you this next part, but I uh, bought a trophy from them a couple of years ago for our fantasy football league. So you got each year's champion. You put it on a little plaque on there. Mm. <laughs> I'm on there twice. Thank you. Thank you. Because um, we we need to get some nice trophies made for uh, for our doghouse parade for the winners, and uh, rather than ribbons, I want to do some nice trophies. Mm-hmm. And uh, they always helped us out during our school lunch visits and stuff. And I thought, well, heck, if they were if they're still around, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, they're they're our go to people for that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we can go up there and. Still can hear her answering the phone. Western Awards. <laughs> Been here a long time. The accident or the accident never dies. Yeah. Western Awards. I got a question for Joe Biden and Little Red Lying Hood about the climate change. Here's another question you can ask them. The only time I've ever been to California is when I took Jake out there 
uh, for his medical stuff. That's the only time I've never I've never had a chance to go down the interstate I five. It's a beautiful state. It's a shame they wrecked it, but the drive down the coast on Highway One is beautiful. One of the other things they have in California is the Sequoia National Park. Been there. It's been shut down, and its giant trees could be in danger as the forest fires are burning in steep terrain across California's Sierra Nevada. Two fires were ignited by lightning last week. Both fires are projected to advance towards the giant forest, which is home to some 2,000 giant sequoias. The park headquarters is being evacuated. Folks, those sequoia trees, those sequoia trees are older than our nation. Mm -hmm. Those sequoia trees have been there for thousands and thousands of years when the entire state of California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, and parts of Wyoming burning. Mm -hmm. 20% of all the landmass in the United States has been on fire thousands of times over the last 4.6 billion years and those trees are able to survive but now because of climate change the sequoia trees are threatened they've been there for thousands of years you see how stupid that's not science brian tells me that redwood trees are naturally fire resistant Hmm. so are some of mark's old girlfriends he couldn't get them hot for nothing he tried every trick in the book Fire resistant. Uh huh. But see, climate change is threatening the sequoia trees. Mm-hmm. No, Mark, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. They've been there for thousands and thousands of years. Things are going to come and go. They all do. And we're one of them. We're one of them. We're one of them. We'll be all be gone someday. So it's just the way things change. You know, the way the human has changed over the last 10,000 years from looking to kind of like the way Mark looks now to where we are today, um, just think in 10,000 years what the average human is going to look like mm-hmm. if we're still here, if we haven't been hit by a meteor or something. I mean, we'll, we'll look like those avatars or something in that show in 10,000. I mean, you're not going to be able to change it. No. It would just keep... That's why so many people blow ACL, MCLs, and tear tendons in their arms and stuff. It's because our technology has advanced and we've developed our bodies to become so much stronger and put bigger demands on them. But the evolution of the body hasn't changed enough yet to counteract that. Mm -hmm. Um, So 10,000 years from now, the hoop may be 13 feet, 6 inches. Mm -hmm. Because it'd have to be. You know, the average human may be seven foot two, and I mean, who knows? This old cowboy ain't going to be around to see that much, Mark's on. <laughs> so, 